Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator for the University of Illinois Extension Service. And this week I wanted to address some things that are going on outside. And uh, the first part of that is uh, certainly garden cleanup um, has begun, whether you're doing it yourself in the yard or whether or not it's being done by the landscape firms. Um, Mother Nature is certainly struggling a bit to really be spring and and uh, although we're having some uh, warmer days the nights uh, still seem to be a little crisp for our liking yet the plus side of that is uh, those temperatures are needed by many of our blooming plants to trigger the soon-to-be flowers um, winter bud scales that have been protecting that bud all winter long will soften with the rains that we're going to be having and that will allow the flower and the leaf buds to open much easier then this is a trick we can use in the house if we go out and and clip our woody plants with flower buds on them uh, if you wrap those branches in some moist uh, toweling or uh, an older um, uh, bath towel or something like that and soften those bud scales when you do go to force them in a couple more days in the water in the vase uh, you'll find out that they come out much better and much cleaner uh, and last longer if we can soften the bud scales before they show up. But back to but back to outside for the moment. So if you're cleaning up the beds, you really want to be very careful uh, and look for emerging spring bulbs in the crowns of our early tender perennials. You know they've they've quite possibly been under quite a bit of leaf litter, or maybe you put on overwintering mulches that you put down last fall. The point would be you want to carefully remove the co- that kind of cover. Um, over time and and that's really going to allow those tender plant parts to acclimate to um, the elements that they're now facing those cold nights those warmer days you might note that as you uncover them they're a yellow green not a deep green Uh, give them uh, again a chance to green up completely uh, as you remove the remove that litter or remove the uh, mulch uh, as I said over time um, the other reason we want to do that slowly and not make it obvious is uh, um, rabbits seem very fond of those tender plant parts. So you want to make sure um, that there is some other greenery out there besides what you're uncovering for the rabbits to eat. And, and, and at that point, your perennials become a bit less of a target, shall we say. Uh, the other thing that happens as we're cleaning up the yard, um, you're going to notice some white bark on your shrubs. And that white bark is really an indication that rabbits have very likely fed on some of your shrubs over the winter. And uh, you might be surprised to see the damage uh, well above what we normally expect. Normally it's at the soil line. This year with the rate of snowfalls and the snow drifts we had from time to time, the feeding is farther up off the ground where they've been feeding on uh, lower, lower branches. And actually they're more tender than the bark on the trunk of the tree anyway. So they're having, uh, they've had some good, good dinner out there on us all winter long. Um, so what you should be doing as you see that, uh, because rabbits, uh, you know, haven't read the book about pruning, uh, you need to take your hand pruners out there and you may need to do some pruning uh, to clean up the damage they left behind, prune back to a smaller branch or the next bud or maybe repair that feeding damage. Um, you'll also find sometimes that uh, your tender shrubs like potentillas or the smaller 
spireas, for example, could have been heavily damaged. Uh, sometimes they'll eat half the plant and leave the other half alone. You need to match that kind of pruning. Go ahead and take down what's left and let those kind of plants come back from the crown, which they naturally would do. If we were out pruning on our own, we would call this renovation pruning or rejuvenation pruning. And uh, we do that all the time. The rabbits have just uh, uh, started that out for you. And all you're doing is really finishing it up. Um, what else can be done in, out there right now? Um, we're all eager and anxious to do things. So if uh, your lawn uh, is on your to-do list, uh, go ahead and clean it up. But just use a leaf rake. Uh, to take care of the winter debris, and that won't really damage the grass plants. For a lot of in a lot of yards, that's because the the uh, plant, because we've had freezing and thawing weather, the grass plant itself has been heaved out of the soil, and anything stronger than a leaf rake is going to uh, make the recovery that much that much worse. Um, if you still happen to have an old uh, lawn roller around using it empty or maybe even just a fourth full of water or sand is plenty to push the crowns back down into the lawn. You're not trying to make the lawn level, you're just trying to put those crowns back in touch with the soil so as root systems start to grow this spring they can immediately get into the soil and recover, uh, really recover very quickly. We've also, because of its visual interest in, in the yard, probably left up a lot of our ornamental grasses. Um, and also this time of year, um, as we have migrating birds coming back home uh, or, or our overwintering birds, they'll, they'll begin to use some of that material for nest building purposes. But eventually, you'll need to take that down to, say, several inches above the soil line before any growth resumes. Ornamental grasses are more of a warm season grass. So you've really got lots of time to get other parts of your yard in order before we have to really worry about uh, cutting back the grasses. I know at times homeowners can be um, excited about getting all this work done, but that work also has kind of an order or a priority. So put them in the right order. Uh, get to those grasses later on in your cleanup. And let the birds have a shot at using that material for, for their nesting. Um, the other the other part of that is uh, um, an easy trick, by the way, when you finally get to being able to remove the grasses, would be to take uh, some garden twine or a bungee and really bundle up the top and then cut the top off. And what you have then is a very neat little package to remove back to the compost pile or put in the landscape waste bag. And it makes garden cleanup, especially of those ornamental grasses, uh, a, whole, a whole lot easier. Uh, and of all the materials I've been talking about here, most of that or all of that is certainly compost worthy and can be used to add to or to create your compost pile for the first time if you've never done that. Uh, if you uh, are in the practice of, say, collecting your lawn clippings between the debris you've picked up this spring and the first mowings that you've done that makes excellent compost material you've got your greens and then you've got your browns the browns give you the carbon the greens for moisture and nitrogen for the microorganisms that will break down the waste into the compost that you're going to get to use later so don't don't uh, waste a thing out there uh, take advantage of all that well this has been richard henschel with this week's green site up it's always a pleasure i'll be back again next week